0: Welcome back to the Pursuing Purpose podcast. In this episode, we are interviewing mompreneur, author, wife, speaker, lover of Jesus, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith. We had an amazing conversation. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. One thing that we forgot to talk about in this episode that I really want to let you guys know about is that she is offering 20% 20% off of any of her services in her Brands by Brie services, that's logo or web development. And additionally, any mom that is interested in having their website audited, she is offering free website audits for those who are listening. So just email Brie at brandsbybrie.com. That information will be in the show notes as well. But if you are interested, you can email Brie like the Brie Cheese, B-R-I-E, at brandsbybrie.com. And make sure you title it Pursuing Purpose. Let's get into today's episode. (music) back. Thank you so much for joining in to the Pursuing Purpose podcast. Today I have Brie from Brands by Brie. Um, she is a mompreneur, a wife, an author, speaker, lover of Jesus. And I'm so excited that she reached out to me to speak on the things that the Lord has given her and put on her heart. I've read her story and, um, been following her for a while on social, so I know you guys will be inspired by this. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and welcome Brie. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, everybody. My name
0: is Brie. Um,
1: Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, actually, but I go by Brie, and I love telling people my personal mission statement is to connect women to Christ's calling and community. Um, I am a mom of three boys. I'm a wife like Rashida just shared. I've been married for five years as of this recording and I am pumped to chat with everybody about what purpose means, about what it means to me and how I'm uh, pursuing purpose daily.
0: That's so awesome. I love that Brianna actually found me. Was it on Instagram? No, I literally
1: Google searched I searched Pursuing Purpose and your podcast was the first thing that came up. And so, of course, I had to listen because <laughs> I have an organization called Black Girls of Purpose and yes, me and Rashida and other people that I've met, I'm like, you know, whenever you have a something with the name Purpose in it, anytime you see other people with Purpose, you're like, oh my gosh, you like Purpose? I like Purpose. Let's get together. So I was really excited to get to connect with you that way because I saw your podcast first and then I think I reached out to you on Instagram after that.
0: Yes, you did. And I'm so grateful. That's a praise report for me for other reasons I can tell you later offline, but um, that you were able to find that podcast when you search for it, um, because I know there are other podcasts with the same name. So that's awesome. And I'm just grateful that we connected. So um, Brianna reached out to me in the DMs and shared with me. There's some things on her heart that she wanted to um, share, particularly with moms. And we're going to get to... um, the point that she is now in life, later in the interview. Um, go ahead and share with the audience what you believe God put you on the earth to do. Like, what do you believe your purpose is um, and why you are here?
1: Well, if you had asked me this question a few years ago, I would have said that my purpose is to inspire young women. Um, I have mm-hmm. overcome suicidal thoughts as a teenager. I've battled suicidal thoughts for about three to four years uh, pretty much my whole high school career Uh, but In, I think, 2018, I heard someone say that all believers in Jesus Christ have the same purpose, and I had never heard that before, and it kind of baffled me. because I was just like, wait, no, I have this whole thing about purpose, and what do you mean we all have the same purpose? But it made a lot of sense when they broke it down more, and they were saying that our purpose as believers in Jesus Christ is to tell more people about him. Um, It just may play out in our lives differently. And so now what I've learned is to... Um, look at purpose more as my assignment for a specific season that I'm in. And then Mm -hmm. as I wake up even each day and say, God, you know, what's your assignment for me? What's your purpose for me in this day? Then I'm able to flow with Holy Spirit more freely. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it has released a lot of that pressure that I think we can create for ourselves when we feel like we don't know what our quote unquote purpose is. We feel like we got to get up every day. We got to chase after it, right? Like, okay, purpose, I'm gonna hunt you down and you will be found. I don't care what's happening. Um, (laughs) And it just has released a lot of pressure off of And so, in this season, uh, my purpose or my assignment, um, one of the biggest ones I have is is really being an intentional and attentive wife and being an intentional and attentive uh, mother for our three boys, Jaden, Jonathan, and Joshua. And that means a lot to me. And so, every day that I wake up, I know that that's my baseline, and anything else on top of that is a bonus point. So, for example, with today, you know normally I'm home and I'm just focused on the boys. I'm focused on my husband. I'm focused on tapping in with Jesus. But now is a day. Today is a day where I also get to communicate with people through your podcast. So that means a lot to me.
0: I am so appreciative that, um, God has shown you that revelation. I know for me, um, the whole purpose of this podcast is I am pursuing purpose and I want to encourage other people to do it as well. I'm aware that other people who may not know Jesus may listen to this podcast, but ultimately the biggest thing, um, purpose is like you said, in like, every believer should know is that purpose, our purpose solely here is to make God known, but it may manifest in different ways. So I like how you put that together. I love how you put that together and how you've clearly identified what your purpose is in this season and that it is okay. It's okay for purpose to change in certain seasons. You don't have to throw the whole thing away. You know what I mean? So I love how you shared that. Yes,
1: one of the scriptures that I love that really helped kind of drive this point home, even when I was rereading it this morning, is 2 Corinthians 5 and 9, when Paul says we make it our, our aim to please him, talking about God. And, you know, if you think about an aim, you think about it being a goal or your objective or your purpose for a specific thing. So if we know that our purpose, which even the definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created, or why something exists, then if we say, okay, my purpose is to please him, then again, it it relieves a lot of stress, because if I think my purpose is to be an international speaker or author, I may wake up every day, okay, I'm still not on the stage, I'm still not, I still haven't written my 18th book yet, I'm, I'm behind, I'm falling behind, but if I say, God, how can I please you today, that may just look like, Going and helping out my neighbor or watching one of my friend's kids so that she can have a moment to herself and just kind of being attentive to other people's needs. Um, I know there is a book by Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life. And this morning I was reading another scripture and one of the commentary pieces was talking about having a service driven life. And I loved that so much because, again, if I stop saying, or, or stop looking at purpose as this big unachievable thing and instead look at the service that I can do on a day-to-day basis. It really mm-hmm. um, brings it down to bite-sized pieces. And what I find is if we pursue God, then we always find our purpose.
0: That is so good. Very quotable, very shareable. I'm so glad you shared that and put that into those words. And that the Holy Spirit even had you come on today. I'm just so excited about that. So let's backtrack a little bit and talk about uh, how you got to this point. And um, um, So let's talk about your business journey. What was your first business? Because this is a season where we are talking about business, but we're also talking about how business applies in different seasons of life as well, like being a mom. So before you were a mom, did you have a business already? Um, how did that go?
1: Yes, I actually had my first business in, I started my first business in 2014 and it came from, so I was one year out of college, not even a full year out of college. It came from being of service to somebody. Um, My aunt reached out to me and she has a child placement agency, an adoption agency, and she said, hey, we want to do a monthly newsletter for our parents and we also need a website can you do that and I always laugh because I feel like it's just that classic millennial thing where they're like hey you're a millennial you know technology build a website can you create right. an app like no what I didn't go to school to do this but I do love a challenge and I do love learning things and so um, when she asked me that I I <laughs> do some research the newspaper or the newsletter thing I could do because I graduated with journal with a journalism degree and I focused on magazine layout so I had mm-hmm. the skill set and the expertise for that but the website was a whole new thing and so I just started googling how do you build a website wow <laughs> and um I think I ended up finding wix.com and I built her first website ever on wix.com and I loved it. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was like, we out here, we got businesses, <laughs> we building websites, we, we're doing it. Okay, we are doing yes. it. And, um, I didn't have a name for my business at the time, but I think later on that year, I took this class, this online class, which is funny that I, I that was a trend even back then. Um, but I took an online class and I can't remember what it was called, but we had to give our business a name. And so I said, oh, my business is going to be called Bundle of Randomness. Oh my. (laughs) Because one of my friends, Reggie, gave me that nickname years ago when we were in college. And so I was like, oh, this is me and my business is me. So this is perfect. And this also shows people that they can come and just get any service. And when my coach looked at my name, she said, Bree, I love you. I love your tenacity, I love your excitement, but nobody knows what this is. I'm not working with anyone whose business's name is Bundle of Randomness because that tells (laughs) me that you don't have any clarity and you don't have any direction. And so after she gave me that feedback, um, I don't think I was even mad about it because at that point we had been in that course for a while and I knew her heart for me. And so I ended up coming up with Brands by Bree because... I realized the big theme amongst the things I wanted to focus on, which were at the time a website development and social media management had to do with a brand, had to do with, you know, your namesake. And it's funny that I had to have some clarity for my brand before I could go out and help other people with their brands. And so um, that's how I ended up with Brands by Brie. I started a second business in 2016 and that business was really more of a ministry. Um, it was called black girls of purpose. And again, came from being of service came of, came from filling a need. I'd written a book and I wanted to connect with young ladies that might've been reading it. I didn't want to just give them the book and say, okay, good luck sis. Like I really wanted to make a deeper connection. And so I started doing a series of workshops and, people started coming. And so I, I did our a conference the following year. And then after that conference, I did monthly events and just kept flowing as I f- was being attentive to the needs of my audience or what I felt like was the needs of my audience. And then in 2018, um, I actually had pivoted, was focusing on millennial women in that community because initially Black Girls, of purpose was for teens. So I focused on millennial women that were in that community. And I co-founded a nonprofit called Unity Queen so that I could still serve teenagers because they are and always probably will be uh, my heart. And about when I look at it, even when I was prepping for this interview, I was like, wow, I've started a business pretty much every couple of years, (laughs) which is kind (laughs) of crazy. Um, But it just speaks to. Fulfilling an assignment, you know, I I really feel like entrepreneurship is kind of my mission field in some ways in that I feel like God raises me up for a particular people in a particular place. For, to be of service for a particular need. And then when that need either is no longer there or when the need changes, then he gives me that flexibility. And so even this year, um, in 2018, when I started at Unity Queens, I actually stopped doing work for Brands by Bree. But mm-hmm. as of January of this year, God gave me Brands by Bree again. And it was like, okay, now we're going to get back to helping women in the community. So it's been a kind of a full circle moment and it, uh, it means a lot to me
0: that is so awesome. Oh my gosh, I was in a, a clubhouse room earlier today and we were talking about just um how how um you know, it can be scary to walk out and trust God, but um and so the speaker in the room asked me what I thought about the topic and I was just like, I think you have to understand that God is is gracious too. You know, you may step out and miss him, but he's going to work it out and together for your Good. And it'll come back around. You know what I mean? But the thing is that you're, you're building faith in that time. And so um, applying that to what you just said, um, God is gracious. He understands that we have different seasons and different things that are going on. And he's not just going to, uh, well, you know, if, if he does be like, Hey, you have to continue in this, per- uh, this purpose or this assignment, he's going to bring the things around to you that you're going to need to continue in that, or he'll help you pivot. And so, um, I just love that, um, God is so gracious and gave you, you know, different, businesses for different needs and different seasons, which is what we're talking about today. I don't want to get too, too far ahead, but maybe we're just going into that. One question that I wanted to ask you also is how has the different ideas that God has given you led you to identify the purpose that you've had in each season? How how how, how do you flow with Holy Spirit to identify, okay, this is what we're doing in this season?
1: Um, honestly, I, I would say as far as being able to say, well, what's the purpose of this? Some of it isn't revealed until after I've already done it. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when we did the Black Girls of Purpose conference in 2017. I was like, okay, this is it. This is going to kick off like my speaking career and <laughs> it's going to be epic. And we're going to have teen girls come from all over the the city, and we're going to sell out, and it's going to be amazing. And um, I had one of my friends who is still an influencer, uh, social media influencer, come in, and I said, "Oh well, once people find out she's coming, she's gonna sell out this event." And it's so funny because I found out afterwards that that was her first time ever doing a public speaking engagement. Um, even wow. though she was big on, you know, in social media platforms, she had never spoken in front of people like that. And so, where I thought that she was coming to be of service or be the highlight for my event, God was building her faith in that experience another thing that he showed me again after the event was one of my mentees who is still one of my mentees she came to that event I think she had been to that church for maybe less than a month um, and someone invited her to come and I prayed with her and I was like cool you know didn't really know much about her and months later I actually got to baptize her at that church and wow. God told me, maybe around that same time that she got baptized, He said, Free, The, the conference was actually for her. <laughs> he said, "The conference wow. was for destiny. I needed her to know her identity." The thought, the the theme for that particular conference was the chosen ones. He said, "I need to know. I need her to know that she's chosen, that I've appointed her uh, for the life that she is living." And I remember being like, well, God, couldn't I have taken out a coffee? Like, do we have to to do a whole conference? Because it was expensive. I tell people I owed money at the end of that event Um, for for some months. It wasn't even just, oh, I had a a balance. Like, I had to pay the church and um, I had to pay pay some of the vendors out of my own pocket. And I was looking at God like, bruh, again, Starbucks would have been maybe $14 max. (laughs) I could have told her everything you're telling me to tell her. I could have told her that across the table from one another, but um, it really does tie into obedience. And that's what I loved about what you said, that it wasn't a mistake. It was building your faith. And I think that um, sometimes, especially when things aren't profitable, we are tempted to say, well, was that really God? Was I really being Holy spirit led? And The fact that you didn't make money doesn't mean that you weren't being led. In fact, it may be um, God testing you and saying, okay, how committed are you to this? Like, if you don't make any money, will you still do it? Mm -hmm. So I think that in, in most seasons for me, it usually is reflective of, okay, what was that for? You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. know necessarily in the moment, but what was that for? And then, in in the very beginning stages of things, it was very organic, and again tied back to being of service to people. I had no desire to start brands by Bree, but my aunt needed my help, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna help her. And then other people needed my help, and so I'm like, okay, well, this is a skill set that I've built, so I can help them too. And then. Mm -hmm with Black Girls of Purpose, I just was going to do a few workshops. I wasn't trying to do a full-blown thing, but people kept asking about it. And so I'm like, okay, I guess we're just going to keep running. And even when we switched to focusing on millennials, it's because millennials were the people who were showing up to our events. Even though Mm -hmm. it was very clear that these were for teen girls, but that's not who was coming. And so I said, okay, well, if this is who's coming, and most people in, in business will tell you that, you know, your audience will tell you who they are. Sometimes we're like, okay, I'm here to serve um, women between the ages of 18 and 34, and uh, you know, they're coming from single-parent households, and they have a dog named Chip, and we, we get like all boiled down. And then those aren't the people who we end up working with. Guys, like actually, your target audience is a male between the ages of fifty and sixty-five. He mm-hmm. is a widower. You know what I mean? Like it, we get right. we get caught up in these activities, and that's why I think that sometimes as Christians in business, um, it mm-hmm. is good to, of course, be intentional and educate ourselves, but on you know best practices for marketing and those kinds of things but god i feel like we still have to bring everything back to god and say okay god here's what i learned in this class today you know which one of these things do you want me to apply which do any of these things apply to me because i can see for brands by brie i have never marketed for brands by brie never ever 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 ever. like people will ask me someone asked me maybe a couple months ago well how do you find clients i don't (laughs) (laughs) and it's you know people think that you're being tongue-in-cheek or that you're trying to hold on to some kind of trade secrets and it's like no God sends me people to work with and I work with them like that is it that is my marketing strategy (laughs) and so I can spend a thousand dollars on a weekend workshop on how to market your business but at the end of the day if God's like girl this is an area I've, I've told you to surrender to me you just work on bringing a quality service and i'll get you the people that you need then mm-hmm. um i i gotta trust Him in that and say okay god you, it's worked so far so i'm gonna trust that you're not gonna leave your forsake me
0: that's so good. Um, a random side note question. And if you don't feel like you uh, have an answer for it, it's okay. We can move on to something else. But what do you... Um, how- Do you have anything to say to people who may be trying to pursue purpose? Because one of the things that I've seen in just 2020, everybody's seen it, you know, it's 2020, people were without jobs. What's the first thing I'm thinking to do? Provide a service, start a business. So you have all these new businesses, all these new podcasters who are coming up, all these things. How do you know that entrepreneurship is for you? You know what I mean? And that's your thing that you're supposed to be doing.
1: That's a fantastic question. I would really say that you have to check your motives. You know, scripture says that man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. And there have been things that I've pursued because I'm like, hey, God, this is some quick money I can make. And it failed because <laughs> he's like, well, if that's your goal, then it's a no for me. Um, There's so many things that I know how to do. And so I'm quick to be like, I'm going to especially with everybody in the online teaching space, I'm going to do an online course. It'll be passive income. And sometimes God's like, nobody even asked you to do that though. Like nobody, literally no one's asking for this. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do a class on how to make ceramic bowls because I know people out here, they need to make ceramic bowls. And he's like, girl, no one, no one wants that. <laughs> like, yes. Or if they want it, they're not, they don't want it from you. You are here with a branding business and you're just going to pop up with a class on ceramic bowls like no, sis. And so I think that the way that you can kind of check in or the way that God will has has shown me if I'm in a lane I'm supposed to be operating in is that he just continues to open doors for me.
0: Right. Like again,
1: going back to brands by Brie, I, I I'm and I promise y'all I'm not exaggerating. I have never marketed my business. I have never had to chase down a client. Everyone that I have worked with in however many years in business has been word of mouth. The biggest thing I did, um, in terms of kind of going after clientele was partner with a incubator. In my when I was living in New Orleans, when me and my husband we were living in New Orleans, we partnered with this incubator, and so they had a, a constant p- pipeline of new businesses that were coming in. And because we were partnered with them, they would contract us out to provide those logo and web development services. So that's the most marketing that I've ever done. But even that. Like I didn't create I didn't control who came in and the people that I ended up working with because they had a team of contractors that they worked with, but the clientele that I got, it was always just so on brand for me. And the majority of people I worked with were other black women in business. So I felt like that was a part of the calling. But if you are constantly chasing after something and it seems like it is elusive to you completely, like you can't even touch the hem of its garment, it's always gone. like Maybe we need to look at some other things. And like I said before, you've got to check your motives because I'm just not of the belief and other people may be, but I have seen in my own life, like if you are doing something only for the purpose of money, one, if money doesn't come as quickly as you want it to come, you're going to quit. Um, and right. the two, you will shortchange your services in the fact that you will kind of water down what it is that you do. So, for example, with Brands by Bree, I had to get out of the social media management space because I hate social media. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, there, there's the temptation of, girl, that's some money right there. You leave the money on the table. OK, well, there, that means it's there for somebody else. I don't want that money because so I know what's attached to it. I know the hustle and the grind that comes along with social media management. And there are people yes. who are graced for that. There are people who do it and and they do it effortlessly and they do it in excellence. And so I said, okay, do I want to be the person who halfway does this just because I want to make some money from it? Or do I want to say I only do logos and website development, but I can guarantee that you are going to be 100 percent ecstatic with the work that you get from my team. And so if you're if you get into a place where you're compromising or you're doing stuff or you're like, hey, this isn't in alignment with me, but. I need the extra money, then you probably aren't doing what you need to be doing. And people need to understand in the same way with anything else. People talk about, you know, the calling to be a pastor. Being an entrepreneur is a calling. Being a mom is a calling. And if you're not in a space where you feel like God has called you to something, then you may not be, you may not have the grace for it. And you may quit um, way before you see the results that you want to see. So it's really just important to um, know what your motivation is behind everything
0: girl that if you get because the video is not on so for the people who are listening we were supposed to record video and audio and things came up and that didn't happen but if you can see my face I'm just like girl that will absolutely preach that will preach oh my gosh I'm so grateful that the Lord led me to ask you that question. Okay, let's move on because the other reason that Brie is on is because she is a mom and we're really close to Mother's Day by the time this episode comes out. And so I want to talk about how, uh, because I am not a mom, so I am very interested because, you know, momming may be in my future very soon. So I want to know after you had children, how did your life change your business, you know, ministry even? How, how, did, how did that change? How it having kids change your world? Having
1: children changed my world in the best way possible, in that I gained a new understanding of service and I gained a new understanding of humility. Like, uh, you don't know humility until you are cleaning poop off your fingers because one of your mm-hmm. children pooped while you were still changing their diaper, or like, you don't, like, real humility is when your three year old checks you because he's like, Well that's not what you said we were gonna do. You said we were gonna do that and I'm like little boy, what? Like what? <laughs> and it's 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 interesting because I know when I became a wife, I became a prayer warrior because I was always in my prayer closet like Lord come on Jesus it's God. Mm-hmm. I want both of us to thrive in this marriage and I you know initially right. and many wives can attribute to this you get in your if you even have a prayer closet even if you're just praying in your car you're like Lord change him change him change him Lord mm-hmm. and then in the process of you praying for God to change your spouse God changes you and so I was already praying a lot for my husband and um, started praying for my children and I think that In praying for them, again, God doesn't tell me how to fix them. He shows me how to fix me. Um, And so my oldest, Jaden, he is someone who is brilliant and he has a lot of the characteristics of my husband. He is very determined. He is very observant and. Sometimes I get an attitude with him because I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I can only speak, of course, as a black woman, I can only speak for the black mom experience. I realize that there are certain things that we say to our kids because either we heard them growing up or or our, our grandmama said it to our moms or our dads growing up and we just kind of accepted, like, well, yeah, that's the black mom experience. But I realized and continue to realize as God works on me more and more as a mom there is a lot of stuff that we say that's broken that we should stop saying to our kids. like something that I make it my aim not to say to my kids is stay in a child's place. And I think that that, that's, you know, get out of grown folks conversation. Like that's something that I know I heard a lot growing up. Um, And so I've learned to, and it's not so much that I'm, I'm allowing my children to be privy to information that may be too mature for them, but I am learning to rephrase it in such a way that they, feel comfortable speaking to me and understand um, that it really is about timing. So it's not necessarily, oh, stay in a child's place. Most of the time when people say that, it's because our parents say that. It's because you're asking them something that sometimes they don't have an answer to. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you're asking me, you know, why we don't have enough money for groceries. And I don't want to tell you that we've been poor managers of our finances. And so we don't have enough money for groceries because... Mommy and daddy spent money on this trip that we didn't actually need to spend money on, you know, that kind of thing. So it's easier to say stay in a child's place than to say we weren't a good steward of our money. And so I'm learning to, in those opportunities that God gives me, really invite them into that conversation. And if it is a situation where I cannot speak to them in a way that is effective, um, I'll either take a break for myself, I'll put myself in a timeout to kind of think through things, Mm -hmm. or... Um, I'll just start praying. <laughs> just right. so funny. Like At this point now, if if Jane sees me close my eyes too long, he'll just, Are, were you praying? Are you praying? Because <laughs> he that's just so knows. I just, it's time to stay in prayer. So I think that's the biggest thing with my children. They've helped me to grow in the areas of service. They've helped me to grow in the areas of humility. And then they've helped me to become a bit better communicator because I can't default to a lot of the things that we would default to, again, as black parents sometimes because of what Mm -hmm. we've heard previously.
0: Girl, Um, your mom goals, first of all. (laughs) I have not been a mom, like I said, but, um, those are things that I've experienced in my black experience. And so, mm-hmm. um, just to know and grow and heal in that and break those generational things so that your you know, your children don't walk in that, that is awesome Absolutely. also. So, yeah, but I mean, it's just amazing what God teaches you and it's not just for, your life at that time, you know, with your kids too, you can apply it to other things and you can take those things into ministry. You could take that into, you know, business. You could take that into the store, you know, just, you know, when the person want to go off on you, you know, <laughs> like, hold on, you know what I mean? And it applies in so many different ways. Yeah. So now I, I think you shared it with our audience that um, you are now a mom of three awesome little boys um, when that third baby came in, let's talk about, so we talked about how you had the businesses and the ministry that you have, but how did, um how did, how, let's talk more about how you had to pivot and at what was the process of you pivoting? When did you understand that you needed to pivot <laughs> when um you know, you had the new baby and um, you know, life was definitely going to be different than it was before.
1: I would say I actually learned the importance of pivoting when I got pregnant with our second baby, John oh, Wow um, And people, one of my friends told me this, and it, I can attest to it. So hopefully, this encourages anyone who may have two children and is thinking about a third. But she was like, "Sis, are you are you okay? Like, why would you consider that?" <laughs> um, the, they said that the transition from two to three is actually easier than the transition from one to two, and I completely really? agree. Um, The transition from one to two was the biggest adjustment for me because when you just have one, they get all your focus, they get all your energy. And I realized I was not beefing with Jaden until there was someone else (laughs) in addition to him. Like, Right. Because he didn't, you know, when when he was by himself, he's just talking to me. Now he has another little brother and now he has two. But at that time, it's like he's about to have another little brother that he may argue with. Now have, they have to share things. We got to. Manage their communication with each other. We got to make sure that we're spending time with them um, efficiently in terms of giving Jaden his one on one time, John his one on one time. And so for me, it really was 2018. And I'll just say that it was God because I am someone who's always loved and enjoyed working. I am a, was, um, I can't even say am because I have not used a planner. And not to say I'm just out here wilding every day, but like, I haven't used a goal setting journal or planner in years because I was tying it to my identity. I was saying, okay, if I get this many things done, then I'm a bomb. If I don't get this many things done, then I'm a failure. And I had to uh, really, you know, Scripture talks about having your mind renewed. And my mind had to be renewed in that way because God just gave me a desire to be home to not work on Brands by Bree. Like I said before, um, I had, I had quit my, I had two jobs at that time. I had quit both of my jobs so I could come home and just be at home. And so for the first year after I quit my jobs, I was working with Brands by Bree, but then I told my husband, I said, I don't think I even want to do that. Um, I think I just want to be here and do this stay at home mom thing. And it was such a blessing and it just boggled my mind. I was like, wait, who am I Who looking in the mirror? Like, who is she? Because for this woman who had said verbatim when I was younger, Oh, I would never be a stay at home mom. Like I got too much stuff to do. Like, I have too many goals. I have too many aspirations to have the desire to be a stay at home mom. I know that was nothing but God. And then to not only just have the desire, but to have the satisfaction. Like when I was home, I enjoyed being home. I, um, my husband and I actually, even a month or two after I had decided to come home, we made the decision to move to Texas, which is where I'm from. And, Mm -hmm obviously that was a big pivot because we lived with my parents for the first year. And even then I was just like, girl, who are you? You cook three meals a day from scratch. Like what's happening here. And um, I think that part of that was the humility growing in me again, because in previous seasons, as I just admitted, I I thought that being a stay at home mom was work that was beneath me and it is work, trust and believe. Mm -hmm. Like,
0: it is. You yeah. think,
1: oh, they got it easy? No, baby, no, baby. It's no, <laughs> it's the whole thing. Like you have to be just as intentional, and um, there's a lot of responsibility because now, if my sons say something, you know, off the chain or something, I'm like, well, I can't blame. Him. Oh, he must have heard that at school. No, boo, he's at home with you all the time. <laughs> so, wow, what is the reasoning, You know, or right? And 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 and. I gained, as much of us did, I gained a a new appreciation for teachers last year when I was home with my kids all the time, 24-7. Because even before, I mean, yes, I was a stay-at-home mom, but we would get out and we would go to the library or we would go to the park. And so being at home, just at home with them for a year, I was like, Lord, listen, I'm gonna need a new level of grace, a new strategy. And something that you and I have talked about offline, um, I think Mm -hmm. that Even now, I would say the the biggest thing that I've learned with my third baby is that I am not in some kind of waiting room. I mean, this is for any mom who's listening. I'm not in you're not in a waiting room until something better comes along. I think that that's a temptation that we have is, oh, I'm just here with these kids. You know, when is my purpose going to start? When am I going to get to the next thing in the same way that sometimes people do that? with being a spouse but in the office in the reverse so they think okay I'm out here doing stuff but when is my spouse going to come because that's really when my purpose is going to begin and I have learned in this season of being a mom of three that this is one of my greatest assignments and and I say my intentionally because I don't want women to think well if I don't have kids then I'm not fulfilling my assignment no this is the assignment the unique assignment to be Jay and not to just be any mom to be Jaden's mom to be Jonathan's mom to be Joshua's mom and if we have more children in the future to be their mom and to be the best mom that I can be and it's been so freeing to recognize that again God is not putting me in some kind of holding room until my public platform is available he is literally using this time strategically to build me up to be the woman that he would call me to be and to be build me up to be a person of integrity where if I ever am able to be on a public stage and speak to women which I still have such a passion for and to do book tours and those kinds of things that when my sons see me on the stage they aren't like wow She's saying all this on stage, but at home, she'd be cursing us out. Or wow, she she can encourage that stranger, but she can not encourage me. And I'm always talking to my oldest about integrity to the point where if you ask him now, integrity means what? Doing the right thing when what? And he'll say when well, nobody is watching. And that means a lot to me. Because I tell God, okay, God, I don't want to just teach him what integrity is. I want to model that behavior for him. And so that that's really been my focus in this season and I am super grateful that God has given me Brands by again because it does provide me with the opportunity to contribute to my family financially Um, but it also gives me that flexibility to again focus on them and their specific needs and not have to do kind of work them in around my work schedule instead I work my work schedule around them
0: that's so good. It's, it might be a good thing that the camera was off. Cause girl, my face, when you said about the waiting room, I'm like, and I know we've talked about it offline, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, and that applies to so many areas outside of even momming, you mm-hmm. know, uh, being a mom, you know, that applies to, like you said, to, uh, to people who are waiting for their spouse that applies to people who are like, I don't want a spouse. I'm going to just do me. Mm-hmm. But when is my time? You know what I mean? Yeah. So many different areas that careers, right? Like, yeah, correct. You know, yeah. Like,
1: okay. I'm in this position right now, but I'm about to blow up. And God's like, okay, but can you just focus on being the best possible servant here instead of looking at what's going to come next? Okay. At any moment, my supervisor is going to come in here and realize I've been killing it and give me that promotion that comes with the bonus and all it's like well but but what if they don't you know and that's really what i've where where i've gained a new level of peace is okay brie what if this is it like what if what if you being this mom being a mom is 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 your purpose is your assignment what if there isn't something on the other side of this Hmm. not from a morbid standpoint but like can you be content right scripture says godliness with contentment is great gain because we came into this world and we came and we we came into this world with nothing and we will leave without anything so mm-hmm. instead of being like okay well i'm doing this for a little bit what if this was it what if god said no no boo this this is your your lot for the next 18 20 25 years would you be content and so that's been my prayer Because sometimes we can say, well, no, God, I want more than this. And he's okay with us making that um, confession to him. But then Mm -hmm. our prayer should be, well, help me to be content in this season. However long the season is, you know, not a, okay, for the springtime, no, a season as in until you say, well done, my good and faithful servant, and you give me the opportunity to move on to something else.
0: Whew. So you've answered two of my other questions <laughs> in that one question. So I'm so grateful that God brought that up. Um, another thing I want to add, because there was so y'all, if y'all could have heard our 15 minute little powwow that we had before we had this interview, that, that should have been an episode in itself. Just the, the gems that she dropped just in like five minutes of time, mind blowing. But um, what, what would you say to the mom? that um what would you say to encourage the mom that feels like um their purpose is on the shelf and um while they're committed to you know doing the mom life you know what would you say to them i would say and this is not a cliche literally seek first the kingdom
1: of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you Matthew six thirty three and when I say seek him first I literally mean at the beginning of your day because I I notice and can tell how much time I've spent with God based on how I am with my children and how I am with my husband mm-hmm. and if it's a time where I gave God 15 minutes at the beginning of the day I'm usually short with them and I'm snippy and I'm not patient and I'm I'm easily angered, right? Where scripture says we're supposed to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'm easily angered. And so I have had to, even in the season of being a newborn mom, right? Because for those of you who've had a newborn, who have a newborn right now, you know you don't get a lot of sleep. And I just realized, okay, boo, well, you're just gonna have to be sleepy because you cannot afford to not spend uninterrupted time with God yeah and people will say oh I talk that's to God good. all day long that's great and you should because you don't need him all day long but yeah. there, you, you need to set aside a specific time where it's just you and him and I I am a big advocate of first thing in the morning because if it's first then it's first right like mm-hmm. If I I can say, oh, at lunchtime, but then maybe things go uh, awry at lunchtime or maybe one of my children is having a tantrum or another one is needs to go to the doctor or one of them is like my newborn. Maybe it can just not get settled, whatever the case may be. So what I like to do is say, God, I'm going to give this first this time to you first thing in the morning. And then if I get to spend more time with you later in the day, yes, maybe I do take nap time and spend some more time with you. Because, again, with mommy, you don't need to talk to him all day long, baby. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. It's you, But I think about Jesus, right? In scripture, it said that he withdrew to be with God often. And I think that I'm like, how do we, how did... The, the savior of the universe do that, where he was like, yeah, I'm going to need a recharge. Let me go up to this mountain real quick. But we think that we
0: right
1: and are 100% human, because he was 100% more, but he was 100% God. No, we just 100% right. human. How do we right. oh, Well, once a day should be good, or or in the extreme cases, once a week, yeah, that Sunday morning service, that should get me through the week. No, baby, I you need to be constantly at God's feet. And so that would be my biggest recommendation is seek god talk to him consistently talk to him often and yes talk to him throughout the day but make sure that you guys have one-on-one time early in the morning i'm gonna say it people don't necessarily like to be challenged and people are like girl i'm not a morning person okay well ask god to give you the grace to become a morning person and here's the thing mm-hmm. too i will spend time with god in the morning And sometimes he'll grace me to have the time to take a nap before my children get up, depending on when I get up. That happened the other day. I think that was just yesterday. I got up at maybe 4.30. I spent Mm -hmm. about two hours with God, praying and listening to worship music and journaling. And then my oldest, he did get up. But I told him, I said, baby, it's early. Mommy is tired and I'm going to go back to sleep. I said, so you can play quietly here in your room. I got some puzzles out for him. And he did. He played quietly and I went back to sleep. And I don't even know how much longer I slept, but I know that when I woke up again, I had energy. And so Mm -hmm. that would be my biggest challenge. Seek God, because again, beyond like getting you through your day, it's also going to reaffirm you in your identity. The enemy is maybe speaking all kinds of lies. Oh, this is all you ever going to be you know, Mm -hmm. or, or telling you that you're not doing a good job with your children, making you question, well, God, is this real? like me? You think I should be their mom? Yes. And let me tell you the reasons why that's, those are the things he will show you during your quiet time with him. So that would be my biggest encouragement.
0: That was so good. So good. I like what you said. Um, I, well, I like what you said, but the, the Lord showed me and reminded me of some things I've heard in the past, you know, as far as, you know, well, I could spend time with God once in a, uh, once a day, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. maybe just on Sundays. But think about it like if you only ate once a week, that's all you need is once, once a week. Right. <laughs> every week, you know what I mean? Right. Once a day, every day, you know, some people do eat once a day, but, um, in certain things that you're doing, like being a mom or like working, you need more energy and more of that spiritual energy. And you got to have that, you know? Um, and then it's so important to, you know, what you're saying. So if you're saying you're not a a morning person, that's what you're going to have you're going to have that. You know what I mean? So yes, you're not a morning person because you keep saying it, right? There you go. You know what I mean? So anyway, just some encouragement. And if you happen to be listening to this episode and you are not a part of the family of God, I encourage you to listen to the first episode on this podcast. I think it's episode 000. I tell my testimony and then lead you in a way where you can start that relationship. So you can do that. Um, last thing, cause this is running on an hour and I was not expecting this to take this long. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any other things that you want to, um, any other revelation that you want to share with any moms or just anybody who may be listening? And then we'll get into sharing some things that you're doing. Yeah, I just want to share um, something God shared
1: with me when I was doing a podcast series called Pain and Purpose. And I was talking about pregnancy and how there's so much pain, physical pain. Sometimes that can come along with a pregnancy, but how that physical pain that you're going through uh, represents the life of your new baby. And it's often the same with your purpose your assignment mm-hmm. for a particular season, uh, that sometimes there's pain there. And I think that's something God has to show me often enough. I won't say all the time, but I will say some. sometimes it can be frequently, is that the presence of pain does not indicate that he has left me. Sometimes we think, oh, well, this hurts too much, so it must not be God or This is too much work, so it must not be God or Mm -hmm. I'm struggling in this area. It must not be God. And at the end of the day, I think if we look at pain that way, then it it can indicate a lack of maturity because. I think about Paul and how he talked about how he asked for the thorn in his side. To be removed three times and every time god said my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in your weakness sometimes we yeah. are in positions of pain not because god likes to see us in pain but because he knows that pain will push us to depend on him and so it's important in those moments that you come back to god and say hey you know what is the source of this is this pain for a purpose and if it is he will reveal it. Scripture says, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who will give it willingly and without reproach. And if it's not from him and he's like, no, baby, you in pain because I keep telling you to stop doing this thing and you keep doing it anyway, then he'll also give you that revelation, which is a blessing. And then the second thing is that um, still tying with the theme of pregnancy. I think that sometimes we try and rush our purpose or our assignment. You know, you get a prophetic word that you're going to lead the nations and so when God still has you working at the local library or working at Domino's or whatever the case may be you're like okay well I'm gonna just go out here and make it happen for myself and so you start planning your own speaking tour and (laughs) the publicist and right you haven't developed the kind of character that can sustain the next level that you're going to be heading to in that particular season whatever that season is. And I shared with you, Rashida, when we were talking last week. When you think about pregnancy, you know you find out you're pregnant, and I remember when I got pregnant with my first son, Jaden, and I told God I wasn't ready, and He said, "Well, you got nine months." And I was like, "Oh, okay. wow!" <laughs> Thank you for that. And He was He was absolutely right. The person that I was when I found I was pregnant, and the person that delivered our baby on June 22nd, 2017, were not the same person. And so it's the same thing with you and your purpose one you need to understand that god is developing you but he is also developing that purpose that assignment on the inside of you if, if he shows you your purpose one day and the next day you find out you're pregnant with purpose one day and the next day you deliver that baby that purpose that assignment um it would be considered a miscarriage it would be right. a tragedy And even though we, you know, we, we hear about stillborns and we hear about miscarriages, like we need to understand that it's, it has that same kind of crushing effect for what it is that God has anointed us to do for wherever, wherever we find ourselves at currently. So if you are just so okay at this, like imagine a woman coming up to you and being like, I'm pregnant, but this baby better come tomorrow. What? Mm. Oh, how far (laughs) along are you? I'm five weeks why would you want your baby to be born right now? Like they don't have any of the things that they need to be able to survive on the outside of your womb. And if they came out and they were by some miracle able to breathe or anything because babies don't even get their lungs, like the ability, literally the ability to breathe. They don't even develop that immediately. So if by some miracle they're able to survive, it won't be for a long. And it's the same thing with your purpose and your assignment. If it is birth prematurely and if some by some, miracle is able to survive beyond the first day it won't be a long-term thing and so we need to have the patience with the process of being developed ourselves in the same way that our bodies you know kind of flow and ebb and move and and stretch for our babies but then we also mm-hmm. need to have the patience to see the thing that's being birthed on from the inside of us to, to have it develop appropriately. There are people that you need to meet that you may not have met yet. There are skills that you may need that you don't have not yet developed. There are even some hard lessons that you need to learn that you have not learned yet. And so I would just encourage people to be patient with the process. You do not want a premature promise. You do not want your purpose to be birthed prematurely. You want it to Mm -hmm. be developed. To the capacity where when it comes, when it is birthed through you, it has everything that it needs so that even when the time comes for it to grow up and go out on its own, it's able to be (sighs) self-sustaining.
0: That's so good, y'all if you cannot tell, Bri is anointed. I'm so, 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 so grateful for the God dot. That's what we call it, our church, God dots, you know, like connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Um, the God dot Um, that, he's provided here and so I'm so grateful that um you just were obedient to God to reach out so that you can be on the show because you you gave a different dynamic to this season that would not have been there if you didn't reach out so I'm so appreciative thank you so much for your time share with the people how they can connect with you how they can connect with your business if they have any um branding needs tell them about that
1: absolutely so Best way to connect with me, you can just visit my website, brands by b y Brie, like the French cheese.com. And then if you want to just follow me on um, see cute pictures of my baby, <laughs> babies, <laughs> then you can follow me on Instagram at B Lightfoot, L-I-G-H-T-F-O-O-T Smith. That's me on Instagram.
0: And when she, uh, is on stories, um, she definitely shares all the awesome revelation. Well, you know, as much as the Lord leads her to share in her stories as well. And I think you do that on your feed. I don't know, but I know I've been encouraged just by listening to her stories. So check that out. Thank you so much again, Brie. And, uh, we'll see you guys next week.